Hi, and welcome to Weird and Wonderful, where you find weird, and hopefully wonderful, RPGs. I'm Lakaios, your resident GM and local potato eater, and I'm here with... Um, hi, my name's Baz, and I don't eat potatoes, but I'm a guy, and I'm just kind of here. Yeah, and today we're going to be playing a modern Prometheus, which... I quote, this is inside the little handbook, is a role-playing game for two players about gothic horror, dark science, and creating monsters. Um, this one is a GM-less system, which will be interesting for us to try out, and it is a co-created story, quote-unquote. Um, I think it should be kind of interesting. What do you think? Um, yeah. Uh, I think that collaborative works are definitely a lot more interesting than, you know, well, it just depends, but collaborative works are definitely very interesting. Yeah. So, so how this is going to work is that, um, brief little overview of the system, just so then people can kind of get into it. Um, it is going to be taking place over a series of mini-games before the final decision, I believe it's called. Um which is going to be uh, how we end it. And we're going to take turns picking mini-games. One of us is going to be the scientist. I think I am. Um, and Baz is going to be the monster. Um, and it is all about playing those mini-games until we decide that we want to end our story. Um, just because we are playing one character, it might seem like we're playing one character, but in certain mini-games, the person that's not the one playing the minigame will take place as the NPCs. And um, so, yeah, you might hear some different voices from each other that aren't the scientist or the monster. Um, shall I read the intro snippet so everybody can kind of get into the mood? Yeah. Imagine a city cobbled streets running between buildings of stone as veins wrap around bone. The wealthy throw their lavish parties, convinced of their goodness by their fortune and wealth, while the poor toil and ply their trades for pennies. At the heart of the city lies a university, the locus of the pursuit of knowledge, of truth for the whole region. Philosophy, natural history, scientists, or sorry, sciences and studies that skirt the edges of the respectable. Lecturers shape the promising young minds of the generation, while students scour the library for the overlooked morsels of genius that will give them the suitable leg up over their peers. And, in an isolated laboratory, a particular scientist pursues dark knowledge that pushes beyond what we conceive to understand of the natural sciences, pushing the boundaries into truly new frontiers. That scientist is I. This is the moment of my greatest triumph and my deepest tragedy. Kind of interesting. Kind of liked it. It's yeah, fun little, so. fun little thing. So, um, <clears throat> at the very beginning, 
we're going to actually be creating our characters together. Um, and uh, I think we're probably going to be keeping in the questions. Um, I, the, all the mini games are posed as questions that are asked, and we're supposed to kind of fill in the details. Um, so I actually go first. Um, and so I will. I will skip over the very beginning because it basically tells you um, who's asking the question. Like it says, scientist asks or creation asks. We're gonna skip over that. Um, think, Baz, you know what, who you are. So, <laughs> shall we kind of get into it? Yeah, roughly, but um, well, they'll see. They'll see. Yeah, we we've read a little bit just to kind of make sure we understand what we're roughly doing. Hi, this is Editor Klaus, and we did, in fact, not know what we were doing, so the beginning part of this section is a little bit rough, but I think it does get way better towards the end, so I would suggest you stick around. See you there. Yeah. Um, Baz, you come alive in my workshop, born of my invention, my intent. Your eyes fix on me. What do you see? Um, for me, I see a small, not middle-aged, but around maybe in their late 20s, early 30s, smaller guy in their 30s, very frizzy hair, um, they look exhausted from all of the effort that was put into my creation and they're just standing there a bit confused but excited and a little bit terrified I rise and stagger to the floor of your laboratory the hiss and thump of your devices surround us you inspect me what do you see? I see a lot of things. Scales wrapped around bone, sinews stretched out as far as it possibly could. Things not really meant to be where they are, for I've never been the best at stitching things together. But it works. Roughly. You look around my laboratory, observing papers tacked on walls, bookshelves overflowing with books and notes, all the signs of a singular obsession that I've created you to fulfill. What is it that I want? I believe you want to have more control over things that you don't understand. A world you don't understand. As many books as you get your hands on, it just brings up more questions, and those questions aren't answered. You're confused. I'm very afraid. You raise your hand to your mouth, shocked of what you've wrought. I'm imbued with abilities far beyond those of a natural human. What unnatural strengths do I possess? 
all of the ones that seem and I deemed to be po possibly useful. I mean, stronger, faster than a normal human. All things that we strive to be. But some other things as well. Some other bits and bobs that have been tacked on. Maybe a little bit more intelligent. Maybe. We'll see. Why do you hate me? You created me with the intent of something to use to bend a world you don't understand to your will. Something that will make people afraid. Why do you fear me? I didn't honestly think it would work. Through all of the scrolling, through all of the equations, through everything I have done, I truly didn't think it would work. I thought I would spend my entire life on trying to make something. But now that it's here, what do I do now? What do I do with you? You ask me a question. What is it? Why did you do this to me? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I at least try? Out of everything I've done, out of everything I have written, do you think I'll just sit idly by? Just let it turn into dust? Let the paper turn into mulch? Let it be recycled? No, I had to try it. I... I... rise to approach you. How do you respond? I don't move. I mean... It's not like I could go anywhere anyways. If something were to happen to me, it's not like I could do anything to stop it. I'm not that kind of person. I can't just run because you're faster. I can't do anything, so. And plus, why would I want to flee? This is exactly what I wanted. Everything I was working up for is here. Every My entire life is in this laboratory. Why would I leave? And now, uh, we're going to choose some minigames. So who wants to do the minigames first? Do a minigame first. Uh, I pick a side. I... Wait, don't we do the... Board of Ethics first? No, you get to choose one. I choose from the... Creation minigames, if you wanted to go first. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, Seek Humanity seems interesting. So, now we're going to come up to the minigame section. Um, we're going to go with Baz first. Baz is going to pick a minigame. Um, and... Uh, you're going to kind of... We're going to describe it so everybody can... Um, uh, 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 everybody can kind of understand what we're doing. Um, and we're going to flip back and forth between these mini-games until we're decided we're done. So do you want to read out the very beginning, Baz? I'm alone in the world. The only one of my kind. Started by my creator. 
there is good in the world. And if I can find it, perhaps I too may know a modicum of peace amidst my cursed existence. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going to... This one's called Seek Humanity, and I'm going to kind of describe it so both me and Baz understand what it's going to do and or what this minigame is about, and also so then you guys, the listeners, can also understand. So this one is um, the creation plays, obviously, and the scientist takes the role of an innocent. So instead of me playing the scientist, I'm going to play the role of an NPC. Um, so who are they? Where does this interaction take place? So let's answer the first one. Who is this person that you have met? If we're going the angle of um, more Victorian style stuff, maybe... A chimney sweep. No. <laughs> Maybe a doctor who's gone out on a house call just leaving their destination to head back home. Like in an alleyway next to the house? Next to the house. The bins are out there and walk amongst the waste approaching this older gentleman. Yeah, I think his name is going to be Rold. Okay. Um, so, the innocent holds the stack of tokens and asks four questions from the list below. After each question, the innocent secretly places one token on either the human stack or the monster stack. After the innocent has finished asking questions, the innocent reveals the stacks, and the creature chooses, chooses either human or monster and rolls a four-sided die. If the result is equal to or below the number in the, in the chosen stack, the creation takes a coin. Um, and these coins will be useful at the end of the game. So, <clears throat> what do you see when you look at me? Right. Before me, I see someone who's exhausted. Life is not easy on him, especially during this time and age. I see a person who puts effort and passion into what he does trying to care for those around him. Sometimes he might not get it right, but in the end, what matters is that he tries. And isn't that what life is just about? You seem so... disheartened by something. And... Uh, I understand with your condition, things might not be the best for you, but what's helpful to me is to think about what in life do you desire? 
I would like have purpose beyond what I was created for. To really know and try to understand what any of this is about. I was not created to understand. I was created to enact purposes. I was created to perform the will of my creator for his agenda. I want more than that. I don't want what someone else wants. I want agency, independence, even a modicum of freedom. And I know it seems like not everyone is afforded that. But if I can make a change and do something useful, I would like to first attempt to exist as my own being. Experience what any of this is about. Right. Understand. And what do you think the purpose of humankind is then? We live. In the beginning, there was no purpose. We've at least you, humans, evolved to exist and survive. A human's, the purpose of humankind, it's not a collective. It's an individual's purpose is a choice of their own. No one gets to make that decision for them. It was never supposed to be like that in the beginning. Do you truly believe that? Do you think that all of us just have free will? I don't know if I truly believe that. But I would like to. I would like to think that people have the ability to be afforded their own free will to do as they wish, to live as they wish, to exist as they wish, to experience life in all of its shades in different components. Well, life is both beautiful and ugly in that sense of the word. Maybe you haven't experienced enough of it, although you look old, but what do I know? Nothing in life is so easy, and 
maybe maybe you know something I don't for some reason tell me what you think is beautiful and what do you think is ugly to define beauty and ugliness is a purely subjective thing for my definition of beautiful and your definition are very different and I feel like individuality being able to, to express emotion to live and love as you wish that's that's beauty taking away the ability to do such is grossly disgusting controlling another being's fate their purpose defining that for them that that's pure ugliness and beauty and ugliness come in different shades but if I have an absolute it is that I kind of shuffle my coat a little bit right of course I don't know. You said... I thought it'd be more of a philosophical question, but you've answered it well, haven't you? Better than I think I could. I would have said maybe beauty's a rose and ugly's a virus, but... You seem to know more than I. Maybe that's just my fault. Doesn't matter. I'm sorry to cut their conversation short like this. You seem more in tune to humanity than maybe even I. But what can I do? I have to go treat a young child. Sorry, I cannot loiter any longer. I do not blame you for doing as you have to. You take care of humanity in your own way, and I admire that greatly. Have a good day to you, too. Thank you. I put three into humanity and one in monstrous, by the way. Monster. Human or monster, sorry. Three in human, one in monster. Um, you get to choose one of those stacks, stacks, stacks and you roll a four-sided die, and if it's below or equal to, then you get a coin, so... I'm gonna go with humanity because I think I've defined how this monster is going to behave. That's a two. Yeah, so you get a coin. Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna choose something as the scientist, um, and yeah. 
I'm going to choose Front the Board of Ethics. News of my experiments have reached the ears of the upper echelons of science in the city. And I was called to answer for my actions to the board of the university. Those pompous fools who thought I could limit my inquiry to their narrow understanding of truth. So, um, I'm going to play. The creation, or Baz, is going to take the role of the members of the board of ethics and any other non-player characters in the scene. Um, okay. So, we're going to be, I'm guessing, kind of in the... Like a... Maybe like a judiciary hall? I don't know. What do you think? More of a... If it's really this prestigious of a university, I feel like they would have their own hall. So maybe more judiciary. Right. Um, who do you think the Board of Ethics are? A diverse group of people? Very, very, I mean, it would be nice if it was a wide variety, but I don't know. What do you think? Maybe they are more diverse. More ethical because of the different, different human experiences. More. Exactly. All right. Allowing there to be more diversity. Not just a bunch of stupid Victorian white dudes and popping bowler hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, Named Gregor Gregerson the third. No, this one's Gregor Gregerson the second, actually. Um, that's that's the right. head of the board. Oh. So you Gregor know. Gregerson the second. Gotcha. Gregor Gregerson the third died. In an accident, um, uh, it was a um, it was a fireplace accident. Um, so his father took over for him. No, 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 no. It's just it's just a small little tidbit. Um, that his father has always been Gregerson the second has always been the front of the board of ethics for a while now. Gregerson the third died when he was, like, 14 because he decided to climb up a chimney and he got stuck and nobody knew, so he died there. Right, 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 right. Um, don't bring it up to him. He's very sensitive about that subject. I wasn't going to unless a scientist brings it up. Okay. How are they disposed towards me? I'm gonna let you decide this. Hearing of, um your prior experiments and words from your confidants that have been spilled into the public eye or ear. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They look down upon you with suspicion. Tinge of disgust. What they look on. Judging. Okay. Uh, yeah, the board is going to pose at least two challenges to the scientists who must respond. 
Um, the game ends when the board has no more challenges they want to pose, and the scientist, if the scientist answers to the board's satisfaction, the board presents the scientist with a coin. Um, Gregor Gregerson II, at the very top of um of this elevated um podium, sort of looks down at you. His eyes narrowed a little bit as he sort of moves some papers that sit right in front of him out of the way into his left side. And he looks down at you. Right. Aware of what you've put out into the world. I don't know what you hope to achieve with this, but what did you, where did you want to go with this? Grossly defined, most of the orders, ordinances that we hold dear. Was it worth it? What did you want to come from this? Would you care to state your case? Or are you that far gone? I... I'm not that far gone. Please do not worry about that. I... I wanted... And I think... I achieved this. I wanted... I wanted there to be a better chance. Something better for us. Their immune system's way more advanced than ours. They're stronger, faster, maybe even more intelligent. I don't know. Is that not the point of science? To continue to elevate the human race? It's not... It's not like I was experimenting on anybody alive. No. No. I... I didn't do anything to anybody. There's, n there's no reason why I should be scrutinized for doing something that had no effect on anybody that can only benefit everyone. Think... Just think of the possibilities. I know none of you have ever liked me, but you cannot prove that these are results. Or disprove them, I should say. They're tangible. They're real. And I, I, maybe I could replicate it. I don't know. But I can't if you scrutinize everything I do. I take it you don't believe what you've created is a lie. Even though it breathes and has, appears to at least have a modicum of sentience to it. It can talk. It can reason. 
you're... Did you speak? No, 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 no. You are assuming that I don't think it's alive. When did I ever state that? I said it could be even more intelligent than us. And you assume that I don't think it can feel and think for itself? What good of a creation would it be if it was just an automaton? If I wanted to do that, I could just go down to the workshop and work with them. This is more real. This has a brain, you know? Maybe you don't. I do. I might do. But you refer to it as not anyone. Do you not see this as a being on par with us? I Having... refer to them as them. Not he, not she. It doesn't have a sex. What am That's I supposed not... to refer to them as? I didn't refer to him as it. I know your bias against me. Not simple proponents, or not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about humanity. Did you think that this was the last option? Did you not exercise any other thoughts? Did your research not skew in another direction, one that strayed from this? Was this your only course of action that you saw fit to create a being against its own will? Giving sentience to something that you discarded in, like, in two seconds. I did not discard it. It wanted to do what it wanted to do. What am I supposed to do? Force it to be around? And speak for yourself. People do that all the time, create sentience without the thought of what they're creating. Look at children. Do they think they want to be brought up here? Be put into an orphanage to be forced in a chimney sweep and most probably die? I don't think so. So no, I don't think that is a good excuse or a good retort to me creating something. You didn't answer our question. Was this your only course of action? Oh, what, what did you want me to do? What, what else is there supposed to do? That's what I wanted to do. That's what I did. What do you mean, was there another course? Another course for what? Another course for creating life? Another course for creating something else? Are you saying that, for some reason, this is not correct? That what I made is somehow against everything else? I mean, if I could change the research, make it to where you could, let's say, instead of having a child that maybe would be born without an arm, without a leg, maybe blind or deaf, you could change that, would you? 
or are you saying that it will be better to let the child suffer because that is not natural way of things? If that's true, why do we let doctors go around and try to help people? Why do we try to cure people of sicknesses? If, if we're not supposed to be helping people, then let the sickness take their course. Let the sickness kill somebody. What does it matter then? Gregor Gregerson, the second, <laughs> sort of taps on a wooden, the very solid oak wood of his, of the desk he sits at, pondering for a second. He looks back down at you. And then there are monsters. Did you, what? Did you, it did you intend to use this being? How? How did you intend to use this being to better human? Humankind? How? Why? In why? Would you think that this would benefit the world? Why are you calling it a monster? After all of that scolding you did? Now you're calling it a monster? <laughs> right. But no. My job, and what I wanted it to do, was to help me. If it is more intelligent than an average person, wouldn't that be an even better way? If it works, and the utility of the quote-unquote monster that you say, them, wouldn't the utility of knowing that it worked just be suitable enough? What it wants to do, what they want to do, is up to them. Everyone here seems to think that I have some kind of ulterior motive. Everyone does. Why can't it just be for the good of humanity? Does it have to be something negative? You to leave. This instance. This instant. Fine. You're the one that brought me here. And my questions are over. Leave. Gladly. Just pick up all of his stuff and leave. You hear, as you exit the room, you hear furious discussion between the council members. Some skewed some very firm in their beliefs but not a lot of understanding how what is the board's satisfaction level on a scale of 1 to 10 it doesn't matter but you know are they satisfied are they more angry because they didn't provide the exact answers they wanted angry because he seems to see them as 
just trying to prosecute him? Does that anger... Does that anger prove his guiltiness? I, I feel after a stint of discussion and more pragmatism added to the situation, loads of evaluation. On a scale of 7 to 10, I would say they are at about a 7. Uh, 1 to 10, whatever. I know the math. I know numbers, guys. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I would say it's about a 7 out of 10. Hi, and welcome to the end of episode one of A Modern Prometheus. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I think we're probably going to have one or two more episodes of this before the review. So if you're enjoying this, we've got a couple more to go. I hope we see you there. 